At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Cut To It with Steve Smith Sr., a production of The Black Effect and iHeartRadio. I'm Steve Smith Sr. And I'm Gerard Littlejohn. And this is Cut To It. Cut To It. Cut To It. Let's get down to it. Cut To It. We ask the questions you always want to know, but no one ever asks. Let's cut to it. Tell me, don't tell me how the hamburger's yeah. made. <laughs> <laughs> alrighty, alrighty. You're good. We're good. What up, What's going Gerard? On? What's up, man? What's up? Man, did you see that ass whooping <laughs> the other night? You're going straight into it. Of straight, I'm not, I'm we, not shilly-shallying. I'm not dancing around it. We I'm were texting kidding. back and forth. We were supposed to hang out, but we didn't get a chance to yes. because with everything going on yep. with, with, with the pandemic. So we didn't get a chance to. But we were texting back and forth. We, we were talking about getting a fight. So we, we both we watching didn't... simultaneously yes. as, as you have to do now. Yeah. And so... Um, <laughs> I was excited just about seeing Mike Tyson fight. Oh, Mike Tyson. Mm. Seeing Roy Jones fight. Yeah. Hold on, but Roy, why did Roy walk in that thing like he had a hip he, hey, like he had a Roy, hip replacement? Roy was built like the appliance manager at Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> like <Hey, Roy. laughs> Like of all the, I don't know how much lead Pensacola. time they had from the time that they announced this fight Pensacola. to 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 the fight date happening. But my mind is, I don't know both these guys in their fifties. Tyson's fifty four, Roy's fifty one. So I understand the Tyson older look fifty and Roy look fifty four. <laughs> Roy might look about fifty nine, sixty. Here's you what, that here's what happened. To, here's what happened to Roy. Roy's like I'm done fighting. They yeah. got this fight, and Roy tried to use every. Water peel, yeah. A golden seal, uh huh. Clean you up, <laughs> and it still didn't work. Did not. Did that not. boy had. He got hit with the bad body pillow. <laughs> so I'm like, that's what you show after all these weeks that we had from the time that we announced the fight until now. That's that's the body you show up with, Roy. Two but, boobs. But, <laughs> right. Like what? What cups you got now? <laughs> 
<laughs> Throw some D's on that. <laughs> but anyway, that's not even what we really wanted to get into. Oh, yeah. The card before Tyson and... Boop, 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 boop. Get that Nate we Robinson. Had, we had Nate Robinson who was going against YouTube star... I don't care what... Jake Paul. I don't care where he was. <laughs> Oh, he could have been a YouTuber. He could have been a drive-through. We had manager. like two fights. He, two fights. It don't ma- according two. to according to Paul, he broke his nose and yeah. rolled out of bed and whooped his ass. <laughs> well, well, the proof's in the pudding because he definitely did. <laughs> Listen, here's the problem I have with Nate. Right? I, I I think I met Nate. I don't know. I'm not in the business. Yeah. I've squabbed, but I've squabbed <laughs> several times. Little squab, yeah. But we know everybody's like, oh, Nate's tra- trainer needs to be fired. Let me tell y'all something, uh, people. <laughs> when did he start? <laughs> Announcement. Nate did not listen or adhere listen. to any of the training. Now, once that bell he, rung. Once that bell beep, rung, beep. he was lunging. Yeah. He threw everything out the window. His you know how you do a down. fire drill? Yeah. Mm-mm. That fire. Yeah. Once that bell rung, he discontinued any type of advice, any type of training, anything that he got from his training. He staff, didn't use it. All went out the window. All he out, lunged yep. in, hands down, and unfortunately, he got hit with that two piece and, no, the, and, that, and, that, and that Popeyes biscuit. You can't even you you can't even chew that thing. I hear, I heard someone say what that e twenty three nerve. That's what he, he got hit in the back of the head the first time he went down. Yeah. And then he was frustrated. Yeah. Oh, referee, you didn't stop. He was too knocked out to be frustrated. That second <laughs> one, though. <laughs> that second one, he got he, he got a he got a five finger dose of Nyquil. He is going to have to leave the country. <laughs> Even Steph Curry got on him. Bro, did you see how bad? I feel bad, but then I don't. Yeah. He got his ass whooped. You know how you know how back in the day, like. Your grandma, or your mom say, "I'll knock you in the next week." Nate got knocked into Nate t- next Tuesday. Mm-mm. It was it was it was bad. Where Nate at? He'll be back next Friday. No, he won't. <laughs> you know where Nate is right now? Currently, after that fight, right. Nate is waiting for all of us to catch up with him in 2021. That's where he is. <laughs> so he got knocked in the next year. Yeah. yeah. What's that Terminator? When you go back, <laughs> you go backwards. <laughs> you got the T2. <laughs> And he had on the, the the funny part is is he had on blue and orange. He had on the Knicks colors, so he was he dressed like the Knicks. He, he was dressed in the official attire of did the Knicks. Did you hear what happened? Pantone Adam, color for ass. Did you see what Adam Silver did? What he took away his three time slam dunk championship. <laughs> he has stri- back for <laughs> He has stripped him of all honors. Yeah, we cannot even be associated with you. He got his ass whooped. And then every what, time you see Nate. What you think about? Oh, he got your ass whooped <laughs> by, by the YouTuber. I don't care. You got knocked out on TV. Somebody got to get. Somebody got. Did you get, see his he eye? Got, he got to get his. Face he was back sitting somehow. in the chair, right. and he was just like, "Here's how I tell you what he was thinking." Because I was thinking, yeah. What what, what? 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 Give me the opening sequence of from the time that Nate got into the ring. You You want me to be Nate? Be Nate <laughs> as as a professional squabber as yourself. <laughs> Like, I've heard you got into a couple of rumbles before. I don't know. <laughs> give, give us the Steve Smith breakdown of, of, of how, uh, how you would have came in. What song? Now, first, you got to pick your song. Pick your song. Uh, what, what would you come into the ring on? It don't even matter because you got your ass whooped. <laughs> so, 
uh, it doesn't matter. Okay. It's some, right. Something hype. All right. Oh, you come in too, and you you know they come Tup- in. Are you a West Coast guy? So yeah. Tupac. Oh yeah. All Picture right. me rolling. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can't do Ice Cube. Today was a good day because I'm. That was a bad day. Oh yeah, yeah. So you go, you go in there, bang, you in there, and um, he gets in there. You boxing. Oh, I'm gonna knock his ass out. Yeah. Ooh, I'm about to. Ooh, you better watch right. out. <laughs> right. Ooh, they gonna have to give this dude two Scooby snacks when yeah. I'm finished with him. Yeah. Bang bang. Now what happens? Round one. Now what happens? <sighs> You're nervous. Yeah. You re- this a whole two-minute round? <laughs> yeah. You realize, uh, now I prepare for this, Yeah. but I don't know if I'm ready. Oh, man, these lights are on. They yeah. bright. Here's what he says. I'm about to whoop his ass. Is, is that Snoop doing commentary? Yes. It was. <laughs> is that Snoop? They got Snoop in there? <laughs> yep. And so he's lunging. Right. He's going, look, I'm going to rush him. Yeah. I'm a, that ain't I, part of the rules, man. I'm going to hit him. I'm going to hit him with a flurries of, <laughs> flurries of thunder. Only problem is he kept his hands down the whole time. <laughs> so he just left himself open. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. About a minute in, that boy is panting. And here's where it gets real interesting. <laughs> so now he calms down. But yet he still has that athleticism. If I can knock this oh, dude athlete, out. For sure. Oh, yeah, he's an athlete. If I can knock this dude out. I'm good. Played basketball, played football. He but played, you can't play boxing. He played a lot of things. <laughs> you can't he, play boxing. You know what that brother did not play? <laughs> he did not play a good boxer. No. Here, Customato could have been, God rest his soul, could have been his trainer. Hmm. He didn't use any of his training tips. No. Everybody was saying that he trained twice a day. That was the issue. No. The issue is this brother did not adhere to anything. To anything. No guidelines. No, no. CDC. Mm-mm. Nothing. No, nope. he didn't social distance. He didn't <laughs> no. wear his mask. He didn't. He didn't Jake, hand Paul's, Jake Paul's glove did not social distance uh-uh. from Nate Robinson's Mm-mm. face. Nope. And then it just went down. Mm-hmm. Did you see his eye? It was bad. He laid down. When he put him to sleep, that's how you know he was asleep. He wasn't sleep face down in the mat. He had his head to the side. You know what happens when you have your head to the side? Yeah. You in what they call REM sleep. <laughs> you in the REM. That's you, when you're good and knocked out. You you're, in at the, deep you're at the sleep. second level of sleep. You, you, your body is recovering yeah. from a long day. The neighbor had that shot of Nate when his eyes was all big and he knew he was going down and his arms was already down. His was, arms were already it was, down. It was terrible. I. It's like when you see a dude catch the ball and get hit, and he's stuck in that position, yeah. and they have to pry the ball away. Nate was – here's how you know. Nate got hit. His ass was up. <laughs> ass up, face down. That's a nap. <laughs> and then what was even funnier was Snoop's commentary, man. Oh, Snoop was awesome. Got knocked out the second time. Oh Lord! Yeah, look at my two uncles. Look oh, at my two. Lord, <laughs> Grandma, that ain't got the fighting. Boy, Nate got knocked out. And then what's even worse? When they woke him up, he was like convulsing. Yeah. So was. you know he was in a deep sleep. Oh yeah, he was. He was, in he the, was sleep like here, the toys on Toy Story when uh, here, in his room. No, no, he was sleep like this. I'm gonna go through several things that I experienced where he was sleep. One. Five more minutes, mommy. <laughs> I am Batman. 
Donatello, Leonardo, <laughs> he went back several decades. Mighty Mouse. Oh, man, you're taking it back. Super Friends. The Wonder he Twins. Was, he was dreaming about all that. He was dreaming about all of that. He was dreaming about playing in the NBA. Man. Winning the slam dunk contest. But you know what he did not realize? He did not, he did not win his first boxing He did not. And his, his last. I hope this is, I hope this is grand opening, grand nah, closing. No, he going to have to keep fighting. Uh, I, I, I pray that that's not his decision. No, nah, he got to keep fighting. Because mm. you can't take that ass it's, it's time, it's time to pivot into another sport. Mm-mm. Like, let's, let's try our hand at something else. Mm-mm. Like, like what? Even, uh, Jacks? Badminton. Solitaire? I, I, anything. Dominoes? Spades. Chess? Gin Rummy. I don't care. Uno? <laughs> Something else. Uh, Monopoly? I, I just want Yahtzee. I, I don't care. Uh, Uno Flip? <laughs> oh, Uno Flip is I don't think he could be my Old Mother Uno May? Yeah, you, you, Tonk? You're you doing, you doing some old school. Kino? Anything that he can get a dub, I'm with. Electronic Blackjack? <laughs> Well, so let's have it a moment of silence yeah. for Nate. Yeah. All right, cool. So, <laughs> hey, who do we have next? All right, go, come up on the Cut to It podcast. We've got Sam Acho, an NFL linebacker that's played with the Cardinals, Bears, Bills, Bucks, and Patriots, and the author of Let the World See You, How to Be Real in a World Full of Fakes. Sam Acho on the Cut to It podcast. Man, I'm glad to be here. Thank y'all for having me. Oh, well, thank you for joining us. So our first segment is called Get Iced Up. It's our version of Icebreakers. Smitty has some random questions. I have no idea what order they're in. You have no idea what order they're in. I don't know if he's going to follow up. We'll get right into it, Smitty. He may have no idea what order they're in. No, it's Smitty. Oh, he does. He got them written down. No, I, listen, just because you're doing a few <laughs> games, sucker. <laughs> Don't get a twist. He, fle- he flexes already. We do, we do the run. We all collectively do right. the rundown. Right. But the ice up question, no one really knows. I have like three or four pages of questions that I just randomly See, he, pick. He, he got he got book pages. He I, came in here and oh, wow. flex on us quick. I, didn't I, I, I I got questions like I'm like well, I don't know about this one or oh I may ask a question. I'm like ah, that individual may be too stupid. Ooh. <laughs> So let me simplify it. You know, those football players, those jocks, those dumb linebackers. All right, here you go. You ready? Yep. All right, buckle up, buttercup. Here we go. You just finished a book that we'll discuss. Let the world see you. Are you a pen or pencil person? Oh, I'm a pen. I'm a pen person all day. That's easy. And but has, it has to be the right pen though. Some pen. Yeah, kind true. of pen. That's very what true. kind? Ballpoint. Ballpoint. Sharpie. Ballpoint. Ballpoint. It's like the uniball. The uniball pen. Ballpoint. The ideally G2. black. The G two. You like the G two? I know what it looks like when I write with it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you like spicy food? No, not even close. Not at all. Mm, what does it? What does it do? Does it make you sweat? Well, why don't you like spicy food? Because when I leave that restroom after the spicy food, it's a, it's a problem for my body. Ooh, TMI. <laughs> he said, ooh, it feels like lava. <laughs> <laughs> so what was your favorite book as a child? Hmm. That's a great question. So, Oh, oh I know. Thank you. I'm patting myself <laughs> on the back as you speak it. 
Oh, self. So my favorite book, I'm gonna give you this one. The only reason, and in all reality, like when I was growing up, I wasn't reading all the books. I was usually doing the synopsises and, you know, trying to, let me get the first couple of chapters. Mm-hmm. But there was a book called Things Fall Apart by an author named Chinua Achebe. One and more time. Who? So Chinua Achebe, he's a Nigerian author. And the book was called Things Fall Apart. The reason I love that book wasn't because of its contents, which is probably not the greatest thing to say, but this dude was a Nigerian author and I'm Nigerian and we're reading about, we're reading a Nigerian dude's book in my pretty much all white school. So Mm -hmm. for me, that was dope because it was like, oh, wow, like we're we're in here. You know what I mean? And so Things Fall Apart was probably, probably my, uh, it's the most memorable, at least book that I read growing up. I do a book report on that. Now I can't tell you what it was about, but I did have to read that book. Really? There you go. It's yours. Yeah. Right. No flex, no cap, as the younger generation says. I I, I didn't. I noticed my support. May my who cares? I didn't read a lot of books when I was mm-hmm. when I was growing up. It just was not something mm-hmm. that was that was offered. Uh, but I love reading books today. Yeah, and I I'll read a book and I'll stop reading a book in a heartbeat. Like if I if I get enough information, I'll take notes. I'll say what'll make you stop reading it? Well. <clears throat> Not 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 flexing or you know not trying to be, you you know, prisoner of the moment, but I stopped your book, Sam, mm. three times, mm. because it, it really spoke to me. It broke me down. I had to go in my office mm. when I was reading it, talking about your mentor, and we'll mm. we'll dive mm. deep, but asking the permission to pass away, mm. that that really spoke to me, and I had to stop. I literally start tearing up and I walked in off. I that told book, wife, that I book was, was reading you. I, I told wife, I said, I, I, I'm gonna go in my office and do some work. <laughs> and I was wiping the little, little tears out of my eyes. Uh-huh. So I know we, you know, this is cut to it and we, we got a pretty good following, but uh, I cut everybody in the room. If y'all tell anybody that I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, last one, last one. This will tell me everything. Now I'm gonna joke around with you, you know, defensive guys and offensive guys, we always banter them back and forth. But I think uh, you look like, um, you know, you from you, you just dark skin. You play linebacker. Oh, you're ugly. So, so oh my God. So you, so I, you, I'm gonna ask you what your favorite ice cream flavor is because you look like you like uh, butter pecan. First of all, <laughs> just, I don't, I don't know where to start, man. He just racially profiled you. <laughs> he just he just facially profiled you. He 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 he, he profiled me by my race, right. by my taste buds, by yeah, my yeah. position group. That's a, that's a problem right now. Yeah. All the profilers. Yeah. Steve Smith's fault. What's your flavor, sucker? <laughs> hey, it's hey, I'm a cookies and cream guy every day of the week that ends in oh, life. Okay. Since I've been since I've been five years old hmm. till 30, whatever, I will eat, I will, I don't care where I go, mm-hmm. give me cookies and cream. Yeah. And, and and if if not, if not. I'm probably just not eating ice cream. Just give me cookies and cream. That's just, that's my thing. So gee, vanilla what? bean, I'll do a vanilla bean. I'll do a vanilla bean every now and again. Stop, right, stop but it. You are winning with the I'm, cookies and cream. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely with Sam. I'm, I'm definitely big cookies and cream, but I don't eat a lot of ice cream. Okay. I'm, I am, I'm that black dude who, who is, who is lactose. So I can't yeah. eat ice cream. Like I mean, that. I it's don't, a, I'm it's not, bad business when I eat I'm not supposed cream. to, but sometimes yeah. I, I, all, I have always loved it. I don't know why. Yeah. Rocky roll. Hmm. Rocky Road I, with a with a nasty. I don't even think I've had that before. That's how a, much I with don't a nasty cake. Yeah, 
with a cake cone, you know, the styrofoam cone. Mm, mm-hmm. yeah. If I eat ice cream, I got to get like the kid size. Yeah. Cup. Like I can't just can't do it, bro. But can't you know, do what it I, won't do it. You know what I hate, though? Because my dad used to eat it, and I think that's the worst flavor, butter pecan. That's got to be mm. My it's dad is the same thing. way. That's all he would eat is butter pecan It is so cream. nasty. Yeah, no. Uh-uh. You know, it's, I, I don't really, I pick out the pecan. Pecan, pecan, you know, yeah. it depends on where you're from. I didn't want to say the. We can, we say pecan. I didn't want to say the nuts. That's right. <laughs> 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 so that's why. All right, let's move. Let, hey, we have digressed, but it's been right. fun. Right. Uh, Sam, I appreciate you coming on again. You could get Sam's book, Let the World See You. It's a fantastic read. Um, it's tr- the, it, your transparency is awesome, Absolutely. which which led me to having you, asking you to come on here because you give us a different perspective. I also want your faith to come out in this. I got some faith questions that I really think you are super qualified um, to talk about. And I think you're going to appreciate it, too, because at times, you know, when we talk about faith, people, a lot of times it gets turned off. But I want to ask you some faith questions that really resonate in how you have been able to maneuver through the game of football and then also the game of, let's just be honest, the game of judgment of of, mm-hmm. of, of Christians at times. We can't oh, be talk amongst it. ourselves, you know. Um, a number of times I've had p- people come up to me and say, how do you call yourself a believer if you're working on Sunday? What? <laughs> I've had, I've had, I mean, yeah. Don't, I mean, don't pastors? <laughs> I thought so, but. I ain't, I'm know, not sure. They, they've, I mean, some of the churches I've been to and current church I go to now, on that Sunday, they do a pastor's offering yeah. too. <laughs> All right, so let's start off. So what was your favorite team growing up? Any sport? Oh, any sport, any yeah, sport. Okay. And with the questions today, okay. Oh, you we ain't even got started, brother. My favorite team, my favorite team, I liked the Rockets growing up. Are you, oh, cause Akeem, Akeem Olajuwon, huh? Akeem was part of it, but also, so I'm from Dallas, so I'm not from Houston, but I liked the Rock. the, the Mavs were, weren't great back then. I liked the Rockets. Oh, they were terrible in the, in the, in the nineties coming up, they were. Awful. Up until dark All they had was black men and and um Jamal Mashburn. And um but then they got they had there was a period there they had Steve Nash, they had Michael Finley, uh, and they had Dirk, but then they, they but then they let Nash and Finley go. And I'm like, okay, what are we doing? But but so the Rockets, but then also the Houston Comets, for whatever reason, WNBA oh, team. WNBA? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yes. Yes. She did. That was the uh, that I just was a pulled big that. three back Ay-ya! in the day. Yeah, that was a big three back in the day. Yeah. Cynthia, Tina Thompson, okay. and uh yep. Cheryl Swoops. And yeah. it was cool. Yes. Cool. Okay. Well, so we... that would be those were probably my teams. All right. Took you long enough. What would you got today? <laughs> like a linebacker trying to dissect the run play. Stop. <laughs> Y'all the offenses are hey, easy to easy too to bad uh, it's break a flea flicker. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> the tackle gives it away. The tackle pass blocking on the look like a run play. What you doing, tackle? Yeah. They those big hog mollies. And let's pause for a little bit. We'll be right back after this break. I love cut to it and I, I love it even more when you download us and subscribe. And you can follow us on social media too, Smitty. Where where at? That's at cut to it on Instagram. What about Twitter? At cut to it. Facebook? 
Cut to It featuring Steve Smith Sr. What about online? And you can follow us at cuttoitpodcast.com where you can buy merch and you can subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. I got all my answers questions. Um, I got all my questions answered. That's what I'm here for, brother. Cuttoitpodcast.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Where are you from in a place you call your hometown? Great question. I'm from, I was born in Dallas, so I'm from Dallas. But I call Chicago home right now, and I'm in a little Why? bit of a transition. But well, well, I played for the Bears for four years, and this city really embraced me, right? I'm, maybe for you, I don't know if that would have been Baltimore or Carolina that really embraced you. But Chicago, yeah, I played in Arizona, and yeah, I played in Tampa, but Chicago really embraced me. Like I go a lot of places where I go here, people know me, and you know, I just feel like that. I feel like I fit in this city. Yeah. What when it comes to like a need basis, right? Trying to help build the people up, but also just from a just the people. I love the city. For me, Charlotte is the place now I call home. It's only taken me about 17 and a half years to say that. Um, but my football home actually is Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go to that city right now and say we're going to do a charity event and people will come in droves. I can, I can, go, to, I can go to Baltimore and say, hey, we need $10,000 for this. People will do it. Mm-hmm. A little bit in Charlotte sometimes. It's like, well, we got to see. <laughs> 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 Let me let me see what my savings and my checking is doing. <laughs> so, but um, you know, but both cities have embraced me. It's just, I think, Baltimore in a football sense, um, which they're just a different city, right? In in a football sense. So, Sam, you're born in Dallas. Growing up in Dallas, how did it shape your view on the world today? Growing up in Dallas, how did it shape my view? Well, I grew up in Dallas, yes, but. See, my parents are from Nigeria, so we spent a lot of time at Nigerian events, if that makes any sense. Yep. So every, every first Saturday of the month, there was something called African Christian Fellowship. So all the Nigerians from the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, almost a lot of them, maybe not all of them, would get together. You know, these young parents and their kids would get together. We almost like grew up together in a lot of ways. And so that those were 
once a month. But then also there'd be events, whether it be weddings or parties or whatever, not even not like a party, like going to the club, but like just get togethers, gatherings, um, where we'd all kind of be together. Go ahead. I said a family event. A family event, but it was it was extended family. So now like you, like a lot of these Nigerian people you see in the NFL, a lot of us know each other in some ways. And if we don't know each other, our parents know each other, right? We'll be watching wow. the draft. My dad would be like, there's some random Nigerian dude will get drafted. And I'm like 15, 14, 15. I'm like, okay, we're watching. My dad would be like, oh, I know, I know the father. I know the father. I know him. I'm like, there's no way you <laughs> oh. know. Then the next guy. Okay, yes, yes. I know, I know the mother. Yes, he's from my village. I'm like, there's no way. But it's so it. true. And it's so true. The way my parents even got to that, my parents were from Nigeria. They came over to Virginia initially. It was super cold up there and not a lot of, they didn't have any friends. And there's some Nigerian people who they knew from their village area who were in Texas, who were in Dallas. And they said, hey, it's a lot of Nigerians down here in Dallas, Houston. Just come, come here. Like, we'll kind of help you out family. And so that's how they got here. So, so my growing up in Dallas experience, it wasn't like I really got a chance to know Dallas. I just got a chance to know different cultures, Nigerian culture was one piece, another piece, and, talk, and I talk about this a little bit in my book as well, right? The Nigerian piece. Also, I went to church in South Oak Cliff, so like the South Dallas piece, but then also the school I went to was a predominantly white school, so almost like the rich, the old money. Talk about Penn, you talk about Penn, right? A dude in my class, his name, or he was a year or two younger, his name is Drew Jollish. He was in my grade, actually. His dad invented the three-in-one pen, the first three-in-one pen, so it was a pen, that could also be uh, like with like you know, a highlighter and then a, a stylus for the new iPads and things that were, it wasn't even iPads, it was some other kind of thing that was coming out back then, right? Another dude who was actually in my grade won the, the, the Scripps National Spelling Bee. Um, Ross Perot, who ran for president, his, his kids went to that school. Um, I mean, it was that kind of school. So when I say old money, I mean, as soon as you're turning 15, 16, people, kids are pulling up in Range Rovers. What were some unrealistic expectations and how did those unrealistic expectations impact you mentally, being a preacher's son? No, I love that question. Some of the unrealistic expectations weren't the fact that I was a preacher's son. So in Nigerian culture, I was also the first son. Ooh. First, the first boy. And oh. so firstborn. No, no, no. I have two older sisters. So that's, but in Nigerian culture, the first son is the one in a lot of ways who takes the inheritance. And when I say inheritance, it's like, okay, you go back to the village. But, you know, it's like you there's, you know, everything that you have will go to the first son, culturally speaking. And so the pressure wasn't the fact that, and I know we will get to the kind of the, the Christian aspects where I'd love to get to, but the pressure that I felt to answer your question was this feeling of, okay, am I going to be enough? For me, it was this deal of, okay, I, I love to compete, right? You don't make it in a lot of, whether it's NFL or whatever, without competing. But there's also a side of me that really loves loves like i empathize with people mm. i empathize with their pain with their struggle what and so for whatever reason i felt like that wasn't who i was supposed to be right nigeria you've been in nigeria it, the men are like come on get out oh yeah move move, move. Come on, go 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 just hurry and up I'm, get out the way and i'm it's like fine. and i'm like can we just like can we take some time can i think about it can i Hello. so for me right right so for me and no one it wasn't verbalized to me, but it's what I saw. So I'm thinking, okay, am I, am I enough? Mm. Am I enough? And so, and that's for me personally, it's from an, culturally, whatever, but did people go through that, whether, whether it's in the church, in church aspect or in sport or in business, this idea of, am I enough? That was the question that I grappled with 
starting from a young age. And so the preacher's something that kind of popped in there a little bit, um, you know, but my dad was more than just a preacher, right? He's a pastor at a church, but he also was a businessman. He's also a Nigerian businessman, a missionary, all these things. And I've, ta- I've heard it said people, uh, some people ha- don't have a father in their house. And mm. there's this question of, man, am I enough? My daddy never told me I was enough. Mm. Other people have dads who are doing phenomenal and they still ask the same question. Will I be able to live up to what my dad did? I don't think I, maybe I, if anywhere I fell, I would fall on that second aspect, right? Dad did a great job. But there was this idea of, of who am I? Who am I? You know, and that's why, Shmini, when you and I connected in Angola, like, I just gained so much more respect for you. I always respected you watching you, right? Like, and even I'm, I'm, I'm going to age you a little bit, but playing with you on Madden when I was a little kid, when I was in high school, right? I always respected you as a player and that just the way you competed, the way it was like, it's almost like people watch Honey Badger now. Like, you say you're going to do something, you do it. I don't care what anybody else says. But meeting you in person and seeing the way you interacted with those men in Angola, and you talk about being honest and being vulnerable and being real. I was like, oh, this dude's real. I gained so much more respect for you, number one. But also I said, oh, wow, he and I, I think we are more similar than we are different, right? Because this idea of, and I've heard some interviews you've done, et cetera, but this idea of, man, like insecurity, insecurity often drive like insecurity would drive me in a lot of ways even in college went to texas and won a lot of awards and went to national championship all the things but a lot of me was driven by insecurity this thinking okay i i don't know if i'm gonna be good enough or what everyone expects and so it was almost me trying to prove to myself that i could do it and it wasn't like i did it one time it's like yeah i'm the man it was like man i hope i can do it again and so that, to answer your question, was what I was dealing with. And that's what the book talks about, this idea of who are you, right? Like, who am I really? Because a lot of us, we put on these masks and we, yeah. pretend, we talk about, all, you know what I mean? Like, and sometimes some of us, it's the bravado, right? Yeah, yeah, what, what, what? Others, it's the, uh, you know, try to fit in, right? To Whether it's white culture or black culture or whatever, we put on these masks. And I, I saw myself. I saw myself after I didn't realize it, but after wearing all these masks, I was like, I was starting to like break down. Like I, I, the, the, talk about going to love and respect, right? Going to that book when things are going bad, like things were going bad in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Things were going bad in my relationship with my kids. Things were going bad with uh, my relationship with my family. I just wasn't, I, was, I didn't, this is a, I'm not even going to use the phrase, but I just wasn't being who God had made me to be. And by God's grace, I had a really good friend who, who saw that in me and who I was able to open up to. And, and he actually looked at me, he said, cause I said, it was a week before training camp, eight going to my, going into year eight, just signed a, a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract. I'd made it in many people's eyes, right? Every other thing was a minimum. Oh, you, make the team. It wasn't in other people's eyes. You made yeah. it. You were there. I made it. I made it. And I remember being a week before training camp. And like I said, marriage wasn't like, I was like, how do I, how do I be, how do I be, people talk about lusting with your eyes. Like, how do I stop doing that? You know what I mean? Like I'm, people talk about like, angry, you know, be slow to anger. Why do I, why am I getting angry so quickly? Right. I remember sitting down with a friend a week before training camp, looking at him and I'm just like, like, dude, I, I don't know what's going on, but I said, man, I just need to get to, once the season starts, so like, give me seven days. Let me get to training camp. I'll be back with my teammates. Once I get there, I'll be okay. Cause I don't know what's going on in my life. Hmm. This dude looked at me in my eye, right at a, re- at a restaurant in Chicago, looked at me and he said, he said, Sam, I hear what you're saying. He said, but if that's how you feel right now, so I'm concerned about what happens when, when, when you retire, when football ends for you. Like I'm really, really concerned. Because then you have to, 
now you have to address all the things that you have that football has allowed you not to address that I've been running from exactly you have to now you have when you get up in the morning now you have to see that individual where before you can kiss them on the Mm fourth go off to Mm -hmm. work Mm -hmm. and 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 it was you choose how do we interact do we do we go backwards and argue about what we did didn't address Mm -hmm. or do we stay air quotes in the present you know we just appreciate where we are what's the fear in showing not someone what was the fear in showing your true self to your wife Mm. see that's the question our biggest fear is human race if i may be general and my specific biggest fear is the fear of not being loved Mm. scared of being not even really necessarily being rejected but just not being loved Okay, I, I fear of I fear death. Like I don't like as a follower of Jesus. Like I don't fear death. Like of course somebody wants to die, but like when my friend in the book I talk about my, my mentor, right? He passed away. He said, "Man, I'm ready to go see Jesus. I'm, I believe that heaven is real, and like that that this life is temporary. So in all reality, if I believe what the Bible says about heaven, then I really shouldn't fear death, right? That's kind of one thing that people fear. I fear death, right? Some people feel failure. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna fail. I don't believe that. I think I'm gonna be. I know God gave me gifts to be successful. I think I can be successful in whatever I do. I really believe that. And, it, and it's proven, the track record is proven true. The fear that I have is not being loved. So you say, what do I, why would I not show my wife my true authentic self? The reason why is that the per- she's the person closest to me, right? The Bible talks about it, two become one flesh. So sexually, uh, emotionally, um, physically, she's closest to me. And what happens if the person who knows me best, knows the real me, yeah. doesn't love that person how devastating is that what if what if she, what if she doesn't love me I, I, man i relate to that I, I, it's I, devastating I show this person the real me will they love me will they take me from me will they accept me from me? here's why i know for me well i've struck i struggle with the relationship with my folks mm. right because of their wounds yeah. so of course how can i manage to have a how can i manage to have a agape relationship with my wife and what do you mean by agape true love Agape. Yeah, agape. So, so some people talk about love. Like, there's like a, a sexual attraction. Okay, yeah. like okay. No, I'm, I'm look. I'm I'm not even talking about the sexual attraction. I'm just talking about sitting on the couch watching a movie and being comfortable. Of like, if I go for the hug, will she imaginarily get up mm. to get something and then come back and then she's sitting possibly with a gap further away, and further away. Like, I watch a movie with you. Yeah. But don't act like we good, yeah. right? And so have it, you know, and that's what I mean by, so for me, my first, my emotional wound of love was because of what my folks, their wounds were, mm-hmm. that I saw and felt rejection, not intentionally, not because they intentionally rejected me, but I saw, the, the felt dynamic, that, yeah. that dynamic. So of course, when I take that, crutch and wound into my marriage that I am codependent. Yeah. I'm also performance-based, mm. borderline, hell, not borderline, about on the scale of one to 10, about 120% on the perfect, you know, trying to be perfect. Mm. And this is all going on in my mind, yeah. trying to watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I think that's, I think that's awesome. I think that you seen 
your marriage, you know, and I, I texted my wife this morning, this afternoon and told her that I feel called that I have to build a better friendship with my wife and I have to lead mm. because the easiest thing for me to do is like, man, she don't really just ditch the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier not to. Yeah. And, and, and am I barking up the right tree? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny. You talk about that kind of love. I mean, I can't wait till you get to, uh, I can't wait till you pick the book back up and get to chapter 12. Man, I just skip to chapter 12. I think it's chapter 12, chapter 11. It's called, it's, it's a chapter about my wife and I, my wife and my relationship. Um, and that kind of love, that agape love you're talking yep. about, that love that doesn't care about anything. Going back to the story, I'm sitting down with my friend and saying, and he looks at me and I'm, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. He says, I'm afraid of what happens when you retire. As he's saying this, as I'm, as I'm like sharing with him what was going on in my life, like I'm, I'm, I start to cry. Mm. And this dude had never seen this side of me, right? Because everyone who had seen that, uh, usually it's like, oh, Sam, million dollar smile, got it all together, looking good, playing football. Brother and we'd work together. He and I had worked together. Like we'd done, he'd help me build businesses, whatever. And he saw me in my tears crying as he's sharing this. And he says, um, he says two things. He says, hey, Sam, number one, this is how this book even came about. He said, he said, maybe God is writing a book in your life and you may only be on chapter two, wow. is what he said. And, and, and he paused, and I look up, I kind of wipe some of the tears away. And he says, and oh, by the way, Sam, it's nice to see you. Mm. It's nice to see you. And I'm like, wait, what, what do you mean it's nice to see? I didn't say, but if my, my face is saying, what do you mean it's nice to see? And he says, Sam, I've known you for eight, nine years since you came to the NFL. All I've seen was this, this side of perfection. I've never seen this side of you, but it's good to know that you are human. Hmm. That you're human. Because we train like robots. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's not just in football. Not just in football, oh, okay. in life. You no, you can't limit that to football. You see, I, that's you see everybody. I, but you see what I said? I said we. we. Yeah. We train like robots, mm -hmm. men, because we yep. also are built to, be pro to fix the problem, to, mm -hmm. to, to screw in the last screw. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. To, 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 you know, use the wrench mm -hmm. to get it all, to yeah. fi fix mm -hmm. all the issues. Yeah. We're naturally fixers, but yeah. also I, I believe that every men and women struggle with showing their authentic selves. Mm -hmm. And then if you have enough water under the bridge, it, it, it will really yes. weigh that bridge. Mm -hmm. Yes. It will, it, it will make it at times you got to hunker down unpassable. Yeah. Yes. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> we're having this conversation, right? Nice to see you. He actually recommended I talk to a counselor. That's a good brother. A therapist. That's a good brother. And mind you, I like I'm my dad is a therapist. My dad's a counselor, so I kind of know he's a marriage counselor. So I kind of know, I feel like I know what they're looking for, what to stay away from, whatever. So I never really, you know, what I never really so kind of in other words, I don't need I don't a need counselor. that. Yeah. yeah. I was gonna ask I don't how, need how it. did you feel when you, you went talking me when he first recommended that you go see a therapist? How did that make you feel in that moment? Well, at that moment, it was love. I knew he loved me because, bro, my marriage was about to, I felt like my the way I was acting, my marriage would have been in the tank, right? My relationship with my kids, no, I would have had no friends, no nothing. I mean, all the things, yeah, successful and money and fame, nothing. And so that, I felt like that was the kindest thing anyone could have done for me. And you know what? I said, yes. Mm -hmm. I said, yes. And so the very next week, which is the dude's first opening, I'm... We actually reported a training camp that night. 
that morning in Bourbon, Illinois, right? Two hours away from Chicago. That morning, I'm up. I'm up in uh, I remember what the what at forty minutes north of the city in Barrington, Illinois, sitting in a counselor's office. First time in my life. And we're sitting down, and I'm I'm, I'm and mind you, right? Okay, I, I'm here, but let me just get in and get out, right? Perfect. I got you. You know, you don't know me, but I'm I'm saying macho. I got this handled, right? Let me get my session or two and check it off the list. That's what I thought. I walk in that meeting. He asked me a couple of questions, and he asked me one specific question. He said, hey, Sam, I got a question for you. What do you do when you get angry? My answer was simple. I said, well, I just, I just try not to get angry. But then he asked me again. He said, no, Sam, well, no, you know, what do you do when you get angry? I said, I just really just try not to get angry. Mm. <laughs> he looks at me. He says, Sam, everybody gets angry. Mm -hmm. So what do you do when you get angry? And once again, now a week later, now in front of a counselor, I begin to cry. Why? And I cried because he, 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 he wasn't going to let me. I cried because I was about to be seen. Mm. And, and he wasn't going to, there was no escaping that moment, right? Usually, like you talk about, okay, I got to go. I'm going to go to Pratt. I'm going to go. I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to drive. I'm going to whatever. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Because mm -hmm. I don't want to miss this. You struggle to answer Just that right question. Just and, right now. Just right now. And here's the thing that I want to I wanna, I hug you on is you have written a book. You are the son of a pastor, son of a counselor, and yet you are just like the rest of us, flawed, human non-robotic and you didn't want to reveal even after publishing and accomplishing what you've accomplished and going through the counseling and going through the counseling you still kind of tiptoed around, around why you cried and, and crying and i i appreciated don't don't let our questioning because you're giving us gold don't let that deter you from speaking the truth because Somebody else is listening to this who does not have the advantages or the head start on life that you have. But they still got the insecurities. They still have the insecurities. Mm. That's real. And what would you say to that person who still has insecurities that, that's listening right now? Because someone's listening Don't say to somebody. I, was I got say. some insecurities. Talk to me then. If nobody, we'll talk else, to Smitty, right? if nobody else in this room got some insecurities, I, I'm not falling got, on the sword. I'm just raising my a, hand. I, I got a whole, since I'm from North Carolina, I got a whole heap <laughs> of insecurities. So what do, you what do you tell Smitty who has insecurities? Because I have, my bank account is good. My life is good. But I still question question everything. I question maybe I should have made that catch or maybe I should have went to this team or maybe I should have went to Baltimore sooner or maybe I should have said in Carolina. Maybe I should have wore 88 instead of 89. Maybe I should have wore 10. Right? What, tell me why is my insecurity okay? God takes delight in you. God, like, God enjoys being around you. Like, he loves when you spend time with him. He loves spending time with you. He loves you, all of you. 
the insecurities, the doubt, the shame, the mm -hmm. pain, the fear, the trauma. He loves all of you. And no, he didn't intend for the trauma to happen or the shame to happen. No, but he'll still use it for his glory and for your good, for your good. And it won't stop there because he's going to use you as a conduit for other people's good. All the trauma, the pain, the fear, the insecurity, the doubt, the shame that you've been through, that you've shouldered because you have broad shoulders, right? God gave you that for a reason. All of that, he didn't meant for, mean for you to carry it and intend for you to carry it, but you decided to carry it and that's okay. But you carried it and now someone else doesn't have to. Right. But in the midst of that, right, because it's not about them, it's about you. In the midst of that, God wants you to know that he is not only is he for you, but he likes you. Like he really, really likes you. Hmm. It's not like, oh, I love you because I have to love you or you're my son. Like God's like, no, Smitty, I like you. I love the way you compete. I love your heart. I love the way you love people well. No, people don't know this. You love people well. And I love that about you. And no, you don't have to be ashamed about that. People need that. I try to I push people away. I try to make mm -hmm. <clears throat> I try to make myself um, unlovable, unapproachable, oh, unapproachable. Un no, the key word he Sam said is unlovable. But the right? thing is, there's nothing you can do that will make God love you any less, right? Mm -hmm. Like even as you try to push, and I experienced this firsthand. But it's not about me. So let me not go to me right now. But there's a song. It says he saw the best in me. All right, sing more of it, Seth. When everyone else around could only see the worst in me. He saw the best in me. When everyone else around could only see the worst in me. And he's mine and I'm his and it doesn't matter what I did. He only sees me for, for who I am. No matter what you have done, God sees you for who you are. And so what I would say to you is I would say, get to know Jesus. Spend time with them. I didn't say go to church. I didn't say what, get to know Jesus. Open up that word, not with your wife, not with the kids, by yourself with you and God, yeah. talk to him. Oh, and by the way, listen to him. Oh, and by the way, let him love you because he sees the best in you. And yes, other people, they may see the worst and that's okay. That's okay, because it's not about them, right? They're, they're little ants. This is the creator of the universe. Mm. So yes, the insecurities will come, but I'll remind you to breathe. Breathe, number one. Number two, be kind to yourself. I learned that from the counselor. Be kind to yourself. That little kid in you that you don't want anybody to see, that you try to protect and bow up and flex, right? That little kid, he's still there. And God loves him. God loves him. And I understand you want to protect him. And that's, that's okay. That's, 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 that's okay. But sooner or later, and as you're realizing, right, you're adult, this is, you know, that adult, like the, the Steve, the, the grown adult will step in and, and take the job and protect that little kid inside of you. But the way that happens is by we got to breathe. We got to breathe. We got to let it go. Got to let it go. Got to let it go. You, you accept payment plans for counseling? <laughs>
I think it's about that time. Just uh, take a little breather. Cut to it. Cut to it. Let's get down to it. Hey, Gerard, where did you get that T-shirt? You mean this thing? Oh, yes. I got it from CutToItPodcast.com, where we have exclusive merchandise. Shout out to our guys at 704 Shop. But yeah, you can go on, buy you a T-shirt, subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Explain to Sam what our deep three is. So our deep three, Sam, is basically a series of questions, three questions that we'll ask you that just basically takes us to a deeper level. Who is Sam uh, beyond your jersey, behind your helmet? So, Smitty, give him the first deep three question. Are during your playing days, you were striving for excellence or perfection? Oh, perfection. And how did that hurt you? Now that you're looking back on it. So it hurt me tremendously until that moment where I realized I could be me. Mm. I could be me. Because I was realizing, like you said, like, bro, it was one year, 2013, playing with Arizona. Like, the coaches were telling me I was a bad player, essentially. And I'm like, I know I'm not a bad player. I had to go back and watch the film myself. Because what I was doing, I was trying to do it their way. I'm on the edge, coach. Look, I kept contained. Look, you told me to be outside. Look, 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 I did my job. And all of a sudden, 10, 10 games in, it's like, well, we, we were losing games. Well, anybody could, anybody could keep the edge. Anybody, bro, coach, you told me to do that. I thought you, you know what I mean? No, go make plays. Oh, now I make plays. But before, you were giving me check marks. So what changed? You're getting pressure now? You want to be the DC now? You know what I mean? So, so anyways, that, it hurt me tremendously early on trying to people please, right? The Bible talks about it clearly. You can't, you know, you, you can't serve two masters, right? You can't. Hold on a second. 2013, damn, that coach is in Tampa Bay screwing that up right now, ain't he? No. Oh. Sorry, my bad. Smitty, man. Well, I told you I'm not bringing up coaches, man. Come on. I did. <laughs> Put two together. Mm. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I was striving for perfection. And then, but look, later on in my career, I think I started, not I think, I started to strive for excellence. I started saying, you know what, God, I'm doing this for you. I'm not doing it for them. Because what happens is I start doing it for my coaches. And, and either I get the approval that I want and, and it doesn't fill me 
or I don't get it. And I'm like, why aren't they giving me, you know, why am I getting the, you know, game ball or what, you know what I mean? And so I said, you know what, like, forget y'all, I'm doing this for God. And I started playing super, super well, even, even, in that, even if it was a few plays or a lot of plays. So, Sam, you're a, you're a husband, a believer, you're a football player. Now you're an author. How do you handle disappointment? <laughs> you don't want to know. Um, I, I do. <laughs> I guess you, that's why you asked, G. Honestly, dude, like, I don't do well with disappointment. Mm. I really don't. Uh, I get, like, sad. You know what I mean? I'll get sad. I'll be like, man, like, what did it? Why didn't I, why didn't it go the way I thought it was going to go? So I kind of, even as I'm saying it now, I could feel my heart get sad. You know what I mean? Because I'm thinking about some of these times, whether it was football or even book stuff or whatever, things that could be so great, right? Like, and I'll get sad. And that's how I, that's how I, in the past, handled it. I'm, what I'm working towards, um, there's a verse that says, like, in everything, give thanks. Right. And everything give thanks. Right. There's another verse that says don't, uh, Philippians four, I think six. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, don't let me slow it down. Don't be anxious about anything. But in everything through prayer and petition, like asking, asking, asking. Right. And with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. How do you handle disappointment? How do you handle anxiety? What I'm learning to do is to be thankful. So the biggest things I'm learning to do is instead of being sad about whatever expectation that I felt wasn't met, I'm learning to say thank you for whatever I do have. And even if it wasn't met at that time, man, God, thank you. Thank you. And then I start remembering, oh, wow, I got a lot. You know, how many, how many dollars you got? A lot. I, a lot. I got a lot. I got a lot. You know what I mean? Like, I got a lot. <laughs> Thank you. You know what I mean? And so that, and then also talking. For me, talking. If you ever catch me not talking, you know, I'm probably not in a good place. You know what I mean? And then talking, I'll even share with my wife, right? Or the counselor. But you talk to my wife the other night. I was sad about something. You know, I, I was doing my first show and I was like, man, I feel like I did a good, I know I did a good, but I, I didn't tell my agent that, it, I, you know, that I really love it. Am I, am I going to get more opportunities? She said, just call them. Just call your agent and tell him, tell him what you want to tell. And I was like, oh, really? I can do that? You know what I mean? Like the enemy wants you to think that all hope is lost. The enemy, the devil, right? Like wants you to think all hope is lost. And Steve, you should have changed numbers. You should have done this. My, my, uh, the dude I met with uh, said, don't should on yourself. Mm. I'm writing wow. that down. Don't should on yourself. Don't should on yourself. So what do you think Jerry Price would say about mm. your book? Hmm. Take your time. <clears throat> um, I think he would, uh, he would be proud of you. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. He would be proud of the young man that has been on this podcast that has allowed his pain and his insecurities to live throughout every essence, every fiber of that book, to be able to be transparent and be open, and not to be afraid of people to see the the Sam Acho, the damaged, the strong, the wounded, the worthy. The you know, the last thing he told me, um, 
I'm wiping the tears away from my eyes right now. I'm asked, through mine too, bro. <laughs> the last thing he told me, uh, he told me two things. The last two things he told me, he said, number one, Sam, essentially on his deathbed, right? My mentor, my, whatever. So he, he, uh, he said, the most important thing you can do on this earth is to get to know Jesus. I don't care about achievement. This dude had done it all. This dude was, uh, you know, talking about NFL. This dude was an MLB as far as counseling. Right? He, all the, think about the Mark Teixeira's, all the best baseball players, like they would sit in his office for marriage help and life help and whatever. He was a man among, he was a man of God. Mm-hmm. And he, and he said, um, he's my next door neighbor. He was my mentor and he had cancer and it wasn't getting better. And it, um, you know, so he posted a message on Facebook. This is chapter one. This is the introduction of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, this was those of you who haven't got it yet. Stop yeah. three times. Yeah. He wrote a message on Facebook. And, my, and, and I didn't, here's another part, Smitty. He had, he had messaged me a few months before during the season. But I was busy and I, you know, had stuff going on. So I didn't respond. I didn't respond. Oh, you know, I got stuff. I'll get back to it. Um, he posted on Facebook post asking f- for permission to go permission to go tell me the, to uh, die he posted on facebook or private on facebook to you no no a, he, he a public message on his facebook page he'd been going through this cancer battle for five seven years hmm. and it wasn't getting any better this dude knew god and knew god well he was ready to be go home 70 hmm. something years old ready to go see jesus he was ready and he knew it was, he knew it was his time so he posted on like a true gentleman he posted, he shared with his friends, hey, guys, I'm ready to go home and see Jesus. Um, I just want to let y'all know, I want to see if I can get your permission. Wow. And so my wife saw that post. Said, hey, have you called Jerry? I was like, yeah, I'll get to him. No, no, no. Like, have you called Jerry? I, she, t- she shares a post with me. I call him immediately. And this man, like this, you know, he's like you, man, like in your face, will tell like it is. Don't give a crap what you think or what you say. We'll tell you the truth. Uh, gregarious energetic strong and now we're on the phone and he was weak he wasn't it was it was like a shell of him and so i said jerry he said you know i said i don't want i don't know what you want me to tell you mind you said i'm ready to go see see jesus i said what do you want what do you want me to say um you know i said i don't know what what to tell you but i do need something from you i need some some advice some anything anything you could tell me about life, about death, anything you could tell me, what would it be? And the last two things that I ever heard from my friend, he said, number one, the most important thing you can do on this earth is to get to know Jesus intimately. He said, God takes no greater joy than when you get to know his son, get to know Jesus intimately. And you will get no greater joy. Too many last few nights, mornings, I've been getting up, and getting to know Jesus, spending time in the word of God, reading, just reading, not a verse or two, just trying to open up and see what happens and praying. And I'm learning, oh, wow, God really does love me. He says, ask and it'll be given to you. Why? So God can receive the glory, whatever you want. He says, if it's in God's will, you ask for it. Why do you want me to ask for it? Because I love you. I literally love you. He said, get to know Jesus intimately. And the second thing, the last thing that he said, He said, you are worth getting to know. Never forget that. 
you are worth said you are worth getting to know and so i think what jerry would tell me now now the book is out he would say well done and there's more to come when's the last time you shit it on yourself man several times about 10 times today <laughs> You know, it's just, uh, for me, it started this morning, just that run that I'm doing, mm -hmm. you know, going through that process of being uncomfortable, um, you know, a process of changing the, the, the butterfly, the caterpillar, all that stuff. It's, it's, it's tough. And, mm -hmm. you know, you look up and you got a stopwatch or time, and you look up and you say, you figure out, 40-minute run, you still got 25 minutes yeah. left. What are you going to do? Right. For me, running has become that place where I get to examine myself. I get to examine my heart. I'm, I'm up. The house is quiet. You know, I spend my time in the word, word, but it also is telling me how I have to, with Sam, is help your community. Is for my desire now is to leave an imprint, leave a legacy for my family. Not leave a financial legacy, yeah. but leave something that. <laughs> what you imparted in them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, for me, taking away from don't shit on yourself is what should I be doing? Literally, mm -hmm. right? Uh, I should be doing this. And and that turns into the internal battle. Well, I should be I should be up earlier. I should be uh, spending more time with my daughter. I should be spending more time with my, with my son, with my wife, whatever the case may be. So yeah. I'm, I'm when he said that, it, it immediately took me to the place of I'm always beating myself over mm. what I should be doing. Yeah. I should be at work longer. I should be at work sh shorter. As, I your, should, as I should. your boss in your job, yeah, yeah, you should be. So you look at you, see? <laughs> so, so, but then, but then, I have, then you have to balance that with yep. I, I should be spending more time with my family. Absolutely. I, sh I should unplug. I should be working a little bit longer, like all those different mm. things. So um, it, it definitely gives a lot of things to think about, yeah. you know, and, and, and he gave us so many nuggets and, uh, his book that I've been able to start, Let the World See You, How to Be Real in a World Full of Fakes, man, he has got a winner on his hands. If you haven't, you should mm -hmm. be buying his book. Appreciate your time. Appreciate you listening to us. Until the next episode, I'm Steve Smith Sr. I'm Gerard Littlejohn. Let's cut to it. Cut to it with Steve Smith Sr. That is me is a production of Cut To It, LLC, Balto Creative Media, The Black Effect, and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From Cut To It, executive producer Steve Smith Sr., co-host Gerard Littlejohn, talent and booking manager Joe Fushi, social media manager Peyton Smith, from Balto Creative Media. Cut to it is produced by Brian Baltashevich and Meredith Carter, with production assistance by Alex Lebrecht. Production manager Sarah Pollock. Theme music by Alex Johnson. Lyrics and vocals by Anthony Hamilton. If you ain't heard about it, then we're about to let you know. It's on.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.